1: Fires up long three-pointer won't go. Randall the rebound and that will do
0: it. The Knicks win their season-high fourth straight game, and a wild one tonight against the Bulls. Billy Donovan and Tom Thibodeau, longtime friends, as the Knicks now nine and four in their last thirteen. There's Mo Cheeks, also great, great friends as well. As Tom Thibodeau's Knicks win again. <laughs>
1: as my wife makes a guest appearance in the background uh all right giddy up um i told you that gets here because the backlight uh next win um thank god thank god i, I don't know if i could have um emotionally dealt with a loss in that game after uh what was a lot of good stuff and some bad stuff mostly contained to one player who we'll get to in a bit but uh we are going to start with the good, because that game certainly deserved that game certainly deserved, um, that game certainly deserved uh, praise on the players who made it possible. As with every Knicks game this season, there is th- there are things to be happy about, and there are things to complain about, and um, some of them more than others. Uh, tonight, like several of the games that have taken place this year, one big thing to maybe not be so happy about, but we'll get to him in a bit. Um, first things first. So the Knicks have won four in a row. How about that? (laughs) After being effectively eliminated by the Hawks last Monday, they've won four straight, of course, for the first time all year. Um, and it's, it's bittersweet, obviously, because, you know, this team was not able to figure it out all season long. Um, they never had the chemistry they just never looked like a team who knew what they were doing. Even the third game of the regular season after the, the big win to start against Boston and then, you know, uh, the blowout against Orlando. When you lose to that Orlando team, it was a sign. It was a sign. And some of us knew it back then. And, um, you know, they were never able to put it together. They're putting it together now. And how are they putting it together? Well, they're putting it together on the backs of the people that fans have wanted to see for the entire season. They're putting it together on, and I could talk about a stat line that I could not, if I tried to, care less about. Emmanuel quickly, I think, ended this game with eight points, four assists, one rebound, could not care less. Um, I don't know if he was the most important Nick tonight because Alec Burks and R.J. Barrett have a word about that, but when I think of the big plays and the big moments in this game, Emmanuel quickly is going to be at the forefront of my mind Um, because he's a point guard. Um, Whatever discussion there was, and there certainly was a discussion is over now. Um, I I know I already saw one of the super chats from uh, first time, long time, Robert cross. So we'll get to that in a second. Um, But Emmanuel quickly to make a play like that, to to make that drive and kick to Birch to say nothing of the fact that like when it was getting down to it and it looks like the Knicks and it looked, I was convinced the Knicks were going to go down when they desperately needed a bucket. What does quickly do? Draws a foul, gets to the line, makes two free throws because of course he does. Because in a lot of ways he is the, he is the most savvy veteran calming presence on this team right now, which is a staggering thing to say about a second year player. Of course he didn't do it by himself. R.J. Barrett, ho-hum, 28 points. Two of three from three, six rebounds, three assists. He just keeps moseying along. He just keeps racking up these numbers. And I'm going to have a piece coming out in the newsletter um, on, I guess, Wednesday probably because tomorrow will be a game wrap up about RJ's max extension potentially and whether he should get the max, whether he should get close to the max, whether they should wait another year and all that stuff. Um, the, the that's a conversation we'll have at a certain point in time, the conversation about whether RJ Barrett is like a cornerstone player and a core player, or whatever, whatever verbiage you want to use um, that ended a long time ago. Tonight was just another sign of it. It's now just a matter of how, how high does the ceiling get? How good can he get? Because, you know, 28 points. Do you want it to be 28 points on 24 shots? No, you'd rather it be 28 points on like 16 shots. That's the way the NBA has gone. Um, can he get there? Yeah, I think he can. But for right now, 21 years old, first, not even first season, first half the season being, I keep repeating it, the guy on his team. And like tonight, yet again, another piece of evidence. He was the guy. Talked about it on the halftime zone. I'll mention it again here. When Alec Burks had it going there in the second quarter, Julius Randle was looking for the ball on the block for a post stop. And what did I.J. Barrett do? He said, uh-uh. I'm driving, I'm driving and kicking to the guy that has whatever he had at that point, nine straight points. Kicked it to Burks. Burks made it three. It's a sign of leadership. It's a sign of a guy taking command of this team. He is the he is the leader on this team right now. And I don't think there's any question about it. So good stuff by by RJ Barrett. And of course, I'm going to give some love to my man Alec Burks. Um I've spent a lot of time on this. This program, whatever you want to call it, defending Alec Burks. Um, don't take my word for it. Take Mike Breen's words for it. Take Mike Breen's word for it. Um, said it on the broadcast tonight. It's not the first time he said it. Um, take into account when you assess Alec Burks this season that he has been put in a very, very difficult position, and we can criticize the man and probably should criticize the man that put him in that position, especially when it looks like. They have another player, Emmanuel Quickly, who could have taken on that role more effectively, especially in those crunch time situations where they lost. Um, but don't blame Burks. Don't blame Burks because Burks has been good. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, a great game for him. Uh, great run there. 12 straight points in the first half. Obviously, the biggest shot of the game, that three pointer. Um, but really, it's all the young players. And, and here I am, uh, talking about quickly, RJ and, and Burks, and I might be leaving the best for last in Obi Toppin because Obi T- I had a quote or a, a stat in the, in the Knicks Film School newsletter earlier today that uh, Obi Toppin this year has played. Um, it, he it, it didn't do it against Detroit, but he had done it in the previous two games. He's seen at least 23 minutes eight times. Um, in his second year, his averages and he averaged about 30 minutes in those, in those games where he's played over 23 minutes, 14.7 rebounds, a little over three assists, 58.6% shooting and 30.1% from deep. Shocking. Uh, when a guy has the chance to get into rhythm, he shoots better on the three and lo and behold, guess what? Guess who's making threes all of a sudden? Obi Toppin. Why? Because he's getting a chance to shoot him and he's getting, and he's getting some playing time. um, he is such a refresh. he's still a refreshing uh, breath of air every time he steps foot onto the court. Um, we saw a really nice move tonight where he finished that, that move close by the basket in the fourth quarter. Um, I think he could do pretty well for himself next year, take another step up, keep working on that three ball. He looks like a starting power forward to me, maybe not on a great team, but on a pretty good one. Um, McBride contributed only seven minutes, but McBride McBride contributed. Haven't mentioned either of the centers tonight. I think Mitch takes the edge tonight with 16 points and 12 rebounds. I think eight of those were on the offensive glass. Just again, eight offensive rebounds from Mitchell Robinson. Like it is nothing. Like it's nothing. We've come to expect that from him. Um, Knicks have a couple of really good centers on their hands. Um, and of course, uh it would not be an opening monologue if i did not mention um redacted um i can't i shouldn't even say his name because he's not a basketball player anymore he's a he's a puddle of a basketball player he is he is a- he's a basketball player or someone that used to be a basketball player that has that has been vaporized that has evaporated that has Flittered off into the ether. Um, he doesn't look like he wants to be out there right now. He doesn't look like he knows what he's doing out there right now. I don't really have anything else to say. Was tonight the low point? I don't know. Um, telling your fan base to go fuck off, is uh, that's a pretty low point. But i I kind of thought tonight was the low point just from a a standpoint of like what he was out there doing or not doing or trying to do, or like, I couldn't figure it out. Um, I don't know what's wrong with him. Uh, Fred Katz said it to me on the podcast, uh, months ago. Um, when a guy looks this out of sorts, it's not, it's not about basketball. Something else is going on with him. Something else has been going on with him the whole year. I actually felt bad for him for the first time tonight. Um, I don't know what else to say. And then, uh, of course, it comes all back to Tibbs because guess who put him back in the game with three minutes left? Did he put him back in the game because he thought Obi was gassed? Obi had played, I think, 12 straight minutes there, 11 and a half, 12 straight minutes. Um, Whatever. If we had experienced a season in which – and again, it's like if my mother had wheels, she'd be a wagon. So it's not fair of me to say this. But – in which either Derrick Rose hadn't suffered a significant injury and he was closing these games at point guard instead of Alec Burks, you know, or, or Tibbs went with quickly instead of Burks. Um, And then alternatively, instead of game after game after game of 34 minutes for Julius Randle, 12 minutes for Obi Toppin or 36 minutes for Julius Randle, 10 minutes for Obi Toppin. Instead, we got, 28 minutes for Julius Randle and 20 minutes for Robbie Toppin. Or even 30 minutes for Julius Randle and 18 minutes for Obi Toppin. Like, would anybody out there be complaining about Tom Thibodeau as a head coach? And yet, and yet, every person who has one of those complaints is valid because, because those decisions – and, like, I forgive the Burks thing more than others. Because that's me. If you disagree, that's fine. I don't blame you. It's really, it really comes down to the Randle thing. and We saw it again tonight. He puts Randle back in the game. Um, you know, and and yet there's a reason I continue to defend this coach and it's because, and I'll say it again, and I'm a broken record at this point. God knows he's a good coach. He's good. You don't, you don't get a team to win four straight games at this point in the season, continue to play hard, continue to execute, continue to play unselfishly, um, underrated thing, unselfishly. God, how many teams have – how many Nick teams have we seen year after year after year after year over the last 20 years when they're out of it? Just say, fuck this. I'm getting my numbers. doesn't happen on this team. It's too much accountability. It's too much respect for the coach. I know. It's not the accountability where people want it. It's not the accountability where I want it. Um, but, you know, they're, you're going to wake up tomorrow morning and the Knicks are going to be the eighth or ninth team in net rating since the All-Star break. They're going to have a winning record since the All-Star break. Um, You know you can't. That's not a mirage. They're going to finish the season as a top eight or nine defense. That's not a mirage. Um, All of these things are not mirages, and they're hard to do. Um, And yet, and yet, uh, it is still frustrating. It is still frustrating because of all the things we talked about, and we'll continue to talk about tonight. We got over seven hundred people in here watching. My goodness gracious! Only fans of this team would be going down with this ship, because at least. At least the cello player is in tune um, as we move around the deck chairs and root for our, our young kids. Um, let's go to the Super Chats and let's get it started. I could see already you guys are on fire tonight. I love it. I appreciate everybody in here. Let's get those likes up. First one, G. Huber, then. I could spew IR at Tibbs for waiting this long to adjust, but at this point, what's the point? He's coached well since being forced. I give him credit. And I'm glad he pointed that out, G. Huber. There was some forcing here. I think. I think. I don't know for a fact. I think there was some forcing here. Um, there was definitely forcing in terms of injuries. Was there some, you know, if you don't do this, you're not going to have a job next year from the front office? Perhaps. Uh, whatever the reason is, um, part of part of the, the, the yin and the yang of Tibbs is, is you got to be able to you help him against himself. And with the options he has now, they're kind of doing it. And, you know, he's a good coach. So here we go. Uh, David Futternick. shouting out. Get the likes up for the Cutler crew. What's going on, buddy? Um, hope things are good in sunny California. Robert Cross, first time, long time John. Of course. IQ is a point guard, and he should start for the Knicks next season. I've seen enough. Hashtag future all-star Um, Thank you for that, as always, Robert. I will quote another stat I had in this uh, morning's edition of the Knicks Film School newsletter. Over the last month, and these numbers are probably going to go down a little bit um, after tonight, uh, quickly has been averaging, these are per 36 uh, numbers, uh, 21.4 points, 7.1 rebounds, 5.2 assists, 6.4 made free throws, and 2.8 made threes. He's the only player in the NBA to average those numbers per 36 minutes over the last month coming into tonight. Um, If you take away the made threes requirement, it's him, Giannis, James Harden, Nikola Jokic, SGA, and John Moran. Oh, and KD. Forgot about KD. If you take away the made free throws requirement, it's quickly Luca, LeBron, Middleton, Curry, Lomelo Ball, and Bones Highland with those numbers. Any way you cut it, if you look at it on a per 36-minute basis, if you if you just watch the fucking games, he looks like a star. Uh, he's going to be a future all-star. I don't know about that. But he looks like a guy who can be, I'll quote Mr. Thibodeau here, a star in his role. And that's all you can want if you're the Knicks from the uh, 27th pick in the draft. Um. Brian Benjamin, you should put a picture of Tibbs on top of RJ's face on your poster because those two are connected at the hip. Um, they kind of are, sad but true. They kind of are. Also, Ali Crow on Alec Burks. I mean, look, he was a frustrating player to watch for a lot of this year. I, I don't blame people for getting upset. Um, <clears throat> as for Tibbs, I wrote it last week, and I'll stand by it. One of them, he has to go. I know who I want it to be <laughs> because I don't think if you bring in another coach, I don't think it's going to make a hell of a difference with Randall, who I think is in La La Land. Um, I know Tim's could coach. coach. Um, I just, I don't trust him to coach Julius Randall at this point. I don't trust anyone to coach Julius Randall at this point. Hannibal Miles. This game shows why last season's intangibles worked. Burks can be clutch Burks in the fourth because he's not playing point guard and the defense always wins games. They still have the most prepared defense in the league night in and night out. I mean, that's the thing, right? Is You look at them this year and you look up, And again, I hate to keep doing this, but you look at the defensive rating number this year without Kemba Walker on the court. And its I'll look it up right now. I'm pretty sure it's a top four number. um, Which, where were they ranked last year? Fourth place. You know, like, he can coach defense. That's never been in question. As for Burks in the fourth quarter, he hit a lot of big shots last year. So this isn't a surprise to me, but again, it has to be in the right role. Ryan, Huang, eject more minutes of these kids uh, inject, I think you mean more minutes of these kids into my veins. Please don't inject the kids. Um, and Burks is an honorary kid tonight. The development is worth falling back a few picks. I trust the front office. Look, a couple things on that, and I appreciate the comment. Thank you as always, Ryan. If you look at what teams are doing now in terms of like shutting guys down, like the Kings kind of announced today that um Harrison or uh, not Harrison Barnes, uh Sabonis, and um, Ryan Fox, Ryan Fox, De'Aaron Fox. <clears throat> are going to be shut down for the year. Like, guys are shutting down. Or Miles Turner is getting shut down from the year. Um, like, all these guys are getting shut down. Like, realistically, the, even if, like, who are the Knicks going to shut Like, the, you know, you can't play three Ryan Archidiakonos 48 minutes a night. Like, they didn't have anybody else to shut down. As it is, they've had guys shut down. Derek Rose is not going to come back. Like, Quentin Grimes has missed a bunch of time. They've had injury issues, you know? Um, and you're going to look up at the end, and it's like, they're just probably not going. There was never a legitimate tank in them. Could they have gotten down to five, six, seven? Probably could have gotten down to eighth if they worked hard enough. Five, six, seven. you know, to to where San Antonio is. Um, who knows? Maybe they still get there. San Antonio is only three games back of them. But you know, the difference between eighth and twelfth for me, I I, I would rather see. The kids come up big, and the other part of your comment or that I want to touch on is the fact that it just tonight goes to show that when you have good vets, the right vets, who are who are functional cogs on a on a good two way team, surrounding your young players, and and most importantly, you have a couple of really good young players, RJ Barrett, Emmanuel Quickly, being the top two, who could really spearhead an offense. Maybe not a great offense, but a decent offense. That's, that's perfect development, not playing all kids. You gotta play some vets. Um, so yeah, good stuff there. We're
0: driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data,
2: you won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.
1: Anthony Sixto, what's going on, Anthony? The IQ dish to Burks was next level. I completely agree. And he's stumbling, too. Beautiful draw and vision to make that play. I'm in heavy traffic. R.J. Barrett looking for the poster was great to see. Yeah, um, I'll talk about R- R.J. in a sec. The thing about quickly, and I'll shout out to Tom Piccolo, who, who had this on the, um, on the clip that he tweeted out, that Burks has done a great job at the timing of his drives in terms of he's not waiting for the screen. He sees the opening, and he just goes. He's very deceptive, incredibly deceptive, very crafty, which you have to be when you don't have elite finishing ability. So, he, you know, it's the same thing with the floater. He has to be crafty. As for R.J. Barrett, look, I know he was 10 for 24. Again, I don't care. I don't care because the process is there. Are all of these great shots? No, they're not all great shots. But more and more of these are going are to fall as he get, gets more and more used to being the guy. And um, I still believe in the off-the-dribble threes. They're coming. Or the, the spot-up threes. They're coming. Just give it time. They're coming. Um, Robert Cross. First time, long time, John. Did you see the Grinch not celebrate with his teammates and walk off at the end? I did time to ship him out of town. I I thought I saw it and I wasn't going to say anything because I wasn't sure. If you're saying it too, I think he just wants the season to be over. And that's why, like, again, I, I feel a little queasy. You know, it's like the Will Smith stuff from today. Like, you feel queasy trying to peer into the mind of a guy who none of us know. Well, unless Kendra's watching. Hi, Kendra. Um, you know, none of us know this guy. Um, we don't talk to him. We don't know what's going on in his head. But, like, it sure as hell seems like something is, something is off. Something is very off. And he doesn't want to be here and doesn't really want to play basketball right now. And that has to have an effect, you know? Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I feel kind of bad for him, actually, crazily enough. Uh, Kevin danishevsky what's going on, Kev? Always good to hear from you. Want to shout out Mitch after I called him out last night. Good job by you. His defense on Vooch, for the most part, was improved from last time. Also, he's just a beast. Again, eight offensive rebounds, like got Nothing. Uh, Vooch got him a few times, but Vooch gets everybody a few times. Vooch is still one of the five best offensive centers in the game. Uh, I thought Mitch did a really nice job. He is making that decision for the Knicks. You know, he, he's he's making it like we go back. We've talked about this all year. We've gone back and forth on it. It's it's go- like to let a guy like this just walk. That that's he's making that the notion of that just very unsettling um I don't want to see him just walk I know that so um is he perfect no he's pretty good sheme Guen or Shami Gan, excuse me got the uh, vowels mixed up there I want to shout out the idiots who had Caruso over RJ on that dumb list three points and six fouls for Caruso so valuable <clears throat> oh boy oh the crow I where's the crow uh, I got. I don't. Oh wait, no, the crow's down here. Yeah, let's get Mister Crow. I'm sure the folks that made that list over at was it the Athletic? I don't even know. I love the Athletic, so I'm not going to crash them. I'm sure they would love a knife and fork and one of these guys, Crowy the Crow, RJ the Crow, whatever the hell his name is. Um, yeah, I mean, look, it. You get why they did it, right? Because if you're a stacked playoff team. There we go. We'll get him guest starring here. Um, if you're a stacked playoff team, is there a, is there a world where like when you already have your, like your number one and your number two shot creators, is there a world where you would look at Alex Caruso and be like, well, you know, maybe he fits more easily on our team than RJ Barrett. Like I could see that world. Like I'm trying to think of a team um, like if you're the if you're the Bucks and you already have Giannis and, and Middleton and Drew Holiday and you just need guys who are gonna make threes and like just do all the dirty work, like is would they have a, a an internal meeting about who would who do we want for the rest of this season and just this season? I could see them having a conversation about that because look, RJ say what you want about him, the efficiency stuff is still there. But the notion that you wouldn't have him on a list of the top 125 players because you're just looking at it from that one minute perspective, very small perspective, and not considering the fact that there are a lot of teams out there who are looking for a guy or a number two guy, and by the way, are willing to make the investment and see the guy improve is ridiculous to me. And that's why that list was absurd at the time. It gets more and more absurd now. I think RJ Barrett is in terms of like guys under 23 years old, who you would start your team with today. I'll do a list at the end of the season. I think we're going to put it up on the Patreon podcast. Um, He's got to be close to being in the top 10 of that list. Uh, top 10, top 15, something along those, along those lines. Like he's, he's in the conversation. Um, So yeah, uh, Crow for all them and uh, Crow for me, of course, as always, I'm always eating Crow here. It's what I do. Joe Vogel. First off, Randall was disgraceful tonight. I wish I could disagree. Tibbs actually showed some change tonight. OB post up RJ and Randall pick and roll and no late game Randall offense. If you're going to give a silver lining to Randall, and who knows, maybe this is why he was pissed off after the game. They didn't go to him at the end, you know? Um, <clears throat> and I don't know if I should give Randall credit for that. I don't know if I should give Tibbs credit for that. I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't give either of them credit for that. Maybe maybe neither of them deserve credit for that. But he stuck with Obi for a good solid quarter there in the, in the second half. Um, like I said, better late than never, I guess, right? Um, but yeah, disgraceful is a good word. Um, Nicholas Sang. What's going on, Nicholas? Thanks for chiming in. This should seal the deal on who to keep and let go between OB and Redacted. I don't think there's – like it's not even a conversation anymore. Like, ima- like they were cha- – like imagine this guy. It's just it's unfathomable. Um, this guy was at the top of the world last year. He was all NBA second team. People were chanting MVP every time the guy stepped to the free throw line, and now they're chanting his backup's name. It's it's incredible. Um, good tweet by Ben Stiller. Um, yeah, I, I uh, no, there is no conversation. Um, but I, I also I stand by what I said on today's podcast. I don't think they're going to give him away. I think they are going to want a decent return. What? team is going to give you that we'll see Jason M what's going on Jason always puts a smile on my face when you chime in would it where would this team be if Tibbs played Obi more and again I I think I know what you're you're asking Jason not the whole game you're asking like what if he played him you know 20 minutes a night um to me I think they'd be better I think they'd be better. I'm just trying to think of like late game execution. I hate to say it because we praise the guy tonight, and I've been praising him all season long because I love him. But like to me, it's more the lack of a a floor, a, a real floor general. And I think the bigger, the more egregious thing is not closing games with with quickly at the point, as opposed to Burks. Um, I think that's the bigger thing. Where would they be? They'd be a couple games better. I don't. I don't know how many games better they'd be, but at the same time, here's the unknown part of it, right? If you go out there and you play Ob 20, 22 minutes a night, and he gets more and more comfortable, like how much better has he, would he be by now, getting in that rhythm? And that's a question we don't know. But at the same time, what we also don't know is what further effect that would have had on Randall. I mean, we could sit here and be like, well, he can't possibly be any worse. Could he be more disruptive to the team? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, Still got to trade the guy. So Uh, Roger Fortune, love RJ's growth this second half. I regret the obvious because watching how OB plays in an RJ dominated team is beautiful. Cheers to next year. And that's the other great part, right, about, about RJ being the lead dog on this team as opposed to the other guy, it seems like everybody eats when RJ is the lead guy. He always seems to make the right. No, actually let me rephrase that for a 21 year old kid. He makes the right play a lot of the time. Um, you know, he doesn't have every pass in his book, but we are seeing a lot more of those passes. He loves throwing the lobs to his centers, especially he loves driving and kicking. Um, I think his energy and his effort and the pace of the game at which he plays with goes well with Obi Toppin. Um, I'm so excited to see these kids grow together. I hope they keep this young core together for next year. Um, Ryan Huang, uh, love the collective agreement to deny Drew and to close. Yeah, completely agree. Chad Cohen, what's going on, Chad? Was Redacted's best pass today the one as time expired throwing behind his back and almost hitting Burks in the head before storming off. I I thought it was the behind the back, the no look behind the back to Jericho Sims feet. Um that was special, but the one that he threw on the way off, uh again, I have to go I have to go and, and see that again because I, I don't think I, I was getting this thing set up. I'll go back and I'll find that. I'm sure some enterprising fellow has uh, clipped it uh, for the internet. So, um, yeah, I'll go find that and take a look. Again, he's a guy who doesn't want to be here. And I, I, don't, I don't want to say specifically in New York. He's a guy who doesn't want to be on a basketball court right now. Or he, he doesn't want to be on a basketball court with these terms. He wants to be the guy. We know that. He wants to be the man. And he is not for a second accepting the fact that he's not the man on this team. I think he fucking hates it. I think it drives him nuts. Just me. A little armchair psychologist. Ray Rivera. What's going on, Ray? Defend Randall coming in for OB. Um, Tibbs tibbing. Uh, I can't. That's why I opened the show saying it was the wrong decision. Uh, Hush Zoo. OB playing for next year's starting spot. Randall ready for Cancun. It might be malpractice from the front office if they don't move Randall and let OB start, especially – In year three, he's shown the improvements. It's time. Again, my only pushback against that is you have to find a home for Randall. And I don't want Russell Westbrook on this team. Um, I'm sorry, I don't. Um, I'll take pretty much anybody else. You want to give me – I mean, name your big contract. Name your big guy. Like I was talking about it with a, a colleague today, actually. Uh Gordon Hayward. Would do the Charlotte Hornets want Julius Randle We'll take back Gordon Hayward? We'd have to throw in a little bit more money. Um Randall and Noel for Hayward and uh you know a future protected first, which they can't trade for a lot a long time. Um I don't know, you doing that trade? I probably would at this point, you know, um, with the Knicks. I don't know. Manny Campos, what's going on, Manny? Uh Obi is shooting 38% from three in his last nine games. Small sample size, but if he could sustain that, it's a game changer for him and our team. Hashtag free Obi. I think his lack of three point shooting hurt hurt their ability to be good. Um after when he was on the court after Rose went out. And I think the on-off numbers reflected that a little bit. Um, that said, it's the fault of the organization for taking a kid eighth. And again, I, I, I don't want to blame them, but I do kind of want to blame them. Just circumstances. Part of this is Tibbs. Part of this is the organization. Part of this is Randall blowing up last year. You knew you needed to give him time to work that shot out in game situations. He's a rhythm guy. He played a lot of minutes at Dayton. We've been over this before to expect him to get that three point shot going without ample time is really tough. He's gotten time lately and that's why the shot's falling. So if you're the Knicks, can you look at this late season progress and be like, shit, man, you know what? We will, we will have faith in him to do this next year, to hit that shot enough that we will be a functional offense. Maybe even a good offense. If he's our starting four, you know, I, I would. Um, Matt Smith, what's going on, Matt? Good to see you. One, do you know if Western Conference playing teams gonna have better lottery slot than us or <clears throat> are we worst case the 10th pick? So um, my understanding, my understanding, I'm not a thousand percent if I'm correct on this, but this is my understanding that we go into it with the 10th. If 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 we have a better record than the West, the West team in the play-in, I believe we go into it with better odds. So we would go into it with the 10th place odds, and let's say the Lakers finished with a worse record than us but made it into the play-in, I believe they would have, let's say, the 11th best odds. Does it mean they can't jump us? No, they could jump us. But as far as the odds go, I think we would have better odds. Um, two – IQ, Grimes, RJ, Obi, Mitch, Rose, Burks, Cam, Sims seems fun for next year. Um, you name nine guys. I need one. I probably need one more. I, I'd love a – who would I like to round that out? Obi and, Obi and Cam – this is probably not going to be the case, but I'm just going to spitball here. Obi, if Cam is your backup for, or you're starting for it, Obi stays backup. I'm not even really sure I care that much. You got your two centers. You got two point guards already, but quickly can can vacillate there. I'd love one more. I'd love one more playmaker on that team. Um, I like how you traded away Fournier too. I, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't miss that. Um, you know what, so, something I've been thinking about? Fournier without Randall, and even just Fournier more lately as the offense has gravitated away from Randall, he's been making more plays. Um, so I don't know. Maybe Fournier with that group of nine that you just named, I, I don't know how good that team is, but team I'd be t- totally comfortable watching. I'd still like it better if there was like one more, one more guy that they could get.